welcome. Uh, my name is John Porter, and I appreciate you joining us today. Uh, I'm here today to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is helping individuals with disabilities across the country. Uh, you know, having served the public for many years uh, as an elected official, uh, I still will say to this day, there's been nothing more important and more rewarding than for my ability to spend time uh, trying to help folks who need help the most. And that's whether they're in Nevada or anywhere in the country or even Louisiana, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. Uh, I have invited a, uh, a good friend of mine by the name of Brian Patchett to join us. Uh, Brian and I have been friends probably 20 years. Uh, it, it could probably even go down to the exact date, but uh, about 20 years. Brian has served 25 years in the health and social service industry. He's currently the president and CEO of the Louisiana Association for the Blind. They serve uh, about 3,000 individuals in and around the community. They have approximately 133 employees and about 80 or more have uh, in the visually impaired. And so Brian brings with him you know, experience uh, not only in Louisiana, but also from uh, Pennsylvania for many years at North Central Site Services. Uh, and where we met uh, years ago was with Easter Seals in Nevada. Also near and dear to me, uh, you know, Brian has been an inspiration for my involvement this on the politically and on Capitol Hill and even in the state legislature when I was serving. Uh, he has been an inspiration and, and has helped me have a better understanding every day of the needs, challenges, and the celebration of individuals uh, that Brian works with. Brian, as well, uh, when he was seven years old, started uh, his visual impairment journey and has, again, experienced it firsthand, family, business. Uh, he's helped with legislative processes across the country. So, I want to welcome uh, Mr. Patch. Brian, thank you again. Uh, I'm here. You have been an inspiration for me for many years. So why don't you explain a little bit about nonprofits, how it works, what you're doing uh, in Louisiana, and how it's making a difference from a community-based organization such as yours. Wonderful. Thank you, Congressman Porter. Appreciate this. Certainly, as you said, appreciate the years we've worked together and and I'm happy for this opportunity to talk about what I do. And currently, as you said, president, I'm the president and CEO of, of Louisiana Association for the Blind. A lot of years helping people. That's like you said, I, I really enjoy helping people. I, I know what it's like on a personal level to be visually impaired, to be disabled, and I know what it takes to be successful in that. And I like to help other people become successful as well. And been blessed with a great family, some wonderful children, and just just uh, just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for me to be successful because of those who've helped me in the past. And so, you know, it, it as you said, I've, I provide services to people with disabilities across the board from children through adults, through almost all the different needs that, that, that are out there for people with disabilities. I've been somehow involved in that. And currently I'm here as the president and CEO in Louisiana. I love this, this, this area. I love this, this organization that I'm with. And basically we, we do, we do three things. And the first thing is we deliver direct services to people who are blind or visually impaired. And like, like you were saying, over 3,000 people across four states. Uh, it's tremendous to help people who maybe just losing their vision to, to acclimate to that, to work with our, our team of professionals, of, of therapists and, and orientation mobility and, and so forth. There's two things that I always say, there's two things that 
that are challenged for those of us who are visually impaired. One is access to information. How do we access all kinds of information from news to, to books to all those things? That's all through technology. And so we, we, we have been, been blessed through donations and otherwise to get invest a large amount of money into creating a world-class technology program to help people access assistive technology. And we have been able to, to, to use funds to help people to do that. The second thing, of course, then is transportation. And that's, a, that's something that we continue to work on is how do we help people who are unable to drive, those of us who don't drive, get, get access to transportation. At the end of the day, people will ask me, what, what is it that you do? What is your mission? And I say, my mission is, our mission here is to help people become more independent every day. And so those direct services are certainly part of that. And then second to that, we also then provide uh, some employment opportunities and, and other, other uh, issues through, really, I guess, other uh, services through base supply stores. We operate two base supply stores. We have one at Barksdale Air Force Base, which is a very large Air Force Base here in the Shreveport area. And we sell everything from uniforms, to office supplies. We always say everything but guns and bullets, pretty much. And so that, that's what we do there. We have a, a number of folks who are employed there who have visual disabilities. We have a similar similar uh, store down at Fort Polk, which is now becoming Fort Johnson. And so again, employing people who are visually impaired and, and as part of that. And then third is really our manufacturing. And we we uh, we get we get paper from mills and we, we cut that paper into its copy paper of all different kinds of sizes. And we provide a, a large amount of that paper across to federal customers uh, in the United States, across the world, to also as well to the, to the military. Um, and that that's a that's a large part of what we do. And then finally, we we also work directly with uh, with the Navy and the Coast Guard, the Department of Defense. And, and providing a non-skid material. So if you've ever seen the, the, the stuff on stairs that keeps you from slipping or skateboarding, has that for use in, in ships and, and boats. And so right now we're working on a new aircraft carrier where we are, are uh, we, we design that, our folks that, that work for us design it, and then we customize it to work within those rooms and those areas of that ship. And so that, that's really what we're doing. And it's, it's, it's exciting, it's wonderful, it is, an opportunity to see people uh, like myself who are visually impaired become successful, become successful in our organization and throughout the community. We we help people get jobs throughout the community and also working with us. So it's 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 a it's a great it's a great blessing to be in my position right now doing that. Well, and I I know again as a friend and a fan from afar and close for many years. Uh, again, I, I've seen your passion. Can you? Kind of explain how it works. How does an individual? How, how, how does the outreach happen? How how do they find the Louisiana Association for the Blind when they need help? Yeah, that that is a great question. And it, so there's there's through word of mouth that that's a lot of folks get to us that way. But we also do a lot of PR and 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 marketing in the community. Uh, we're able to use some resources that we have to to partner with people in the community to do that. So through social media, through other kinds of um, have opportunities I have to be involved in, in the media, TV, uh, and other things like that. So we get that word out. We want to make sure everyone who's blind or visually impaired has the opportunity to get, receive services from us. And I should say too that that we provide those services regardless of other organizations that provide payment. You know, when they fail or when we don't have enough money in some of the state agencies or other agencies, we still have the ability to do that because of. We've been around for almost 100 years now, and we just have a lot of great people who contribute and are part of what we do. So, uh, you know, you're very involved with a, a 
federal program uh, called the Ability One program. And as we were chatting earlier, you know, Congress in its infinite wisdom understood that individuals that you serve, government can't do it alone. And corporate America can't do it alone. And, and you could be a large uh, corporation somewhere in the country and you have hundreds of thousands of employees and certainly they want to try to help. But when it comes to what a nonprofit, community-based nonprofit delivers, uh, kind of explain how you you fill in the blanks. You, you fill that gap where people really need help. How does that work? Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a great question because we still are looking at about 70% of people with visual disabilities being unemployed. And so clearly there, there's, a, there's a big challenge there. And, you know, we, I wish that everyone who wanted to have a job that was visually impaired or has other significant disabilities could be employed uh, independently and, and do all of that. And, but I also know that I, I want people to be independent, be successful, to be able to really, you know, be able to live in the community, be, be integrated within the community, live in, get their own apartment or house and do all of that. And so we have the ability because of the Ability One program you know, to to help to hire people and to have people work on these contracts that are really significant. This is real work. We're paying well above minimum wage. I think we have the best medical benefits in in this whole area of, of the country. We just I want to make sure that that we are paying competitive wages to what we're doing. This is I consider this to be as competitive employment as anything in the community. My goal is for us to be one of the top employers in the, in this region of, of the country, and that's what we're we're heading for. So, you know, this is a business. We, we are here to, to help people become more independent. That That's our outcome. That's what we're doing. And to provide products to, to the federal government. And all of that works together to, to create great success for people who are blind or visually impaired and for the federal government and for our community. So from the uh, federal perspective and the Ability One, so can, can you explain how those contracts come about so everyone has an understanding? Because it can seem kind of complex to to average citizen trying to pay attention, but it's 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 not an earmark. Uh, it's it's not a, a a program where you're you're walking up and down the halls of Washington trying to raise funds. It's about having the ability to perform on with federal projects. Correct. Correct. And so we. We have to, if we see that there is a government NSN or it's a, we'll call it a contractor, whatever term you want to use, but basically, like for example, for us with paper, for copy paper. So let's just say we're providing uh, a sheet of paper, uh, you know, to uh, to a federal customer and, and, and they want it to be 30% recycled paper or 50% recycled paper, and they want to cut a certain way and they need to have a certain volume of that. We have to go and be able to show that we can compete in that in, in that market, that we will be reliable to, to provide that paper, that we, we will meet every standard that they have. And, and then there's it's a pretty lengthy process. It takes it could take up to 18 months to get a new item onto the procurement list. And, and there's a lot of, of background that's done. So, either, you know, we have to be able to do a good job of this or we don't get to do that. And we have to be able to deliver that those those items on time on, on a very and we're in a, really a world-class way so that they know that they're always going to be able to rely on us doing that. Well, you know, you, you, you look at that and we provide, you know, just from a dollar standpoint, about $18 million in paper every year to the federal customer. And, and, and I, and I think that's a, it's a testimony that we can really do that. And it's with people who are visually impaired working on those lines and, 
and 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 it being a part of that from me on down to to you know people doing various various jobs there. So the uh, contracts, of course, are performed, and you also watch very closely, uh, if I understand correctly, the individuals that you employ to make sure that there's a balance because there are there is a, a ceiling on an amount they can be paid. And like you said, you pay way above the minimum wage, which that sometimes there's a misunderstanding that, that, that it's important to note. You do. You pay substantially above minimum wage, but you also watch for that cliff, right, where their benefits may change. And that's an interesting question, too, John. I really appreciate that because, you know, as we're able to pay people more more money, um, we try to help encourage some of our, our folks you know, to take that step to do that. And, and it's a scary step because... The way the Social Security works is there is a, a cliff where you once you start making a certain amount of money, you will then lose those benefits and it can take up to two years to regain those back. So if something were to happen and they weren't working again, they would have to go back and, and, and go through that process again. It's really it's really kind of a messed up system because, you know, and it takes again, that's one of the reasons why I try to keep increasing what we're paying folks so they can say that they can really be comfortable with what we're offering and make enough money to where they're doing better than they would be on social security. But, you know, a lot of years of people working within this field and they, they just, there's still a lot of people are nervous about losing those basic benefits through social security. So there, there is a school of thought that uh, from a nonprofit perspective that there isn't the options to move beyond the ability one program and in fact, there is. Can you explain how that works internally in, in your job consulting and your career consulting, how you help if they choose to move out to a, to the commercial sector, you provide them steps, correct? And you help them. Absolutely. I mean, I think we have one of the best job placement, job development teams in, in, in certainly, I think, in, in Louisiana and maybe across this whole area. I Just an amazing team. And so... They are, are all day. That's what they do. They help people find jobs in the community and and they are very good at it. We have some folks who are here who say, you know, I want to do something different. I've been working here for a little while. I'd like to try something in the community and vice versa. Sometimes we have people who are out in the community say, you know, it looks like a really good place to work. I'd like to come work there. And so there they have there is that really a freedom and ability for people to to get to what, what they want to be. The same thing internally here. You know, here here I am, the CEO being visually impaired. People realize that you know what I can I can reach up and I can do that I can move up in this organization I can be successful I can be a leader in the organization I can move out of the organization and work with our job development team and be successful anywhere and they'll help me find jobs and, and, and help me be successful so absolutely that that it is the ultimate goal is for people to become more independent every day and and more a part of our community and I think we're probably uh, the last question just because of uh, time constraints. What happens if the Louisiana Association for the Blind wasn't around and available? Where where would individuals go that need help the most with, without support such as yours across the country? Not just specific, of course, to Shreveport area, but across the country. If the non the, the community based nonprofits weren't available, what would happen? Well, what would happen is there wouldn't be supports there. I mean, the reality is, I you know, I one of my master's degrees is in rehabilitation counseling, and I. I certainly like to see our, our, our rehabilitation agencies be successful. Unfortunately, for a lot of reasons, that there's a lot of limits there. You know, in Louisiana, we turn back um, about $35 million every year that we don't spend because we don't match that. And that, that that's a story across a lot of parts of the country. And so organizations like us 
uh, are able to make up for the, the, that not being as effective as it could be, I think. And certainly they, they do their best, but there's there's a lot of factors there. And so if we weren't there, the 3,000 people or more that we serve every year, I'm not sure where they get services from. And the folks we employ and help get employed, I'm not sure where they would go. And, uh, you know, especially when it is so tough for, for startup organizations to, to get funding. And yeah, I, I just think this is a system that if it goes away, we're going to, we'll see that that number of people who are employed who are visually impaired would, would go down dramatically. Well, Brian, like I said, uh, you've been an inspiration for me. Uh, thank you for your leadership and you're changing lives every day and families and the support and the caregivers as well. I mean, it's, it isn't just the employee, it's the whole family is, uh, that you're involved with. So I want to thank you for your service, uh, but uh, your heart and soul uh, is, is something that we should all emulate to be like. So Thank you, Brian. Is there anything else you'd like to add as we conclude here? No, th- thank you, John. I appreciate the interview. And and uh, I really, like I said, really enjoy working with the individuals we work with and I get to meet with them and work with many of them individually. So it's definitely rewarding. Thank you, Brian. I miss you. I look forward to seeing you soon in, in Washington, D.C., okay? Sounds good. Okay. Thank you.